Hi, I'm Chad Emerson, and this is the Downtown Explorer podcast, the virtual third place where we gather for interesting conversations with downtown innovators and entrepreneurs. All right, welcome to the inaugural Downtown Huntsville Explorer podcast. We figured a podcast would be a great way to share information and have conversations with the innovators and thought leaders and visionaries here in downtown Huntsville. And we're really fortunate to kick off this little podcast with our first guest, Mayor Tommy Battle. Mayor, welcome. Oh, thank you. You know, we're sitting here, we're casting out what we're going to, what we want to show for the city of Huntsville. And um, there's a real cast of characters who have brought this all together. Well, uh, we're going to talk about some of that cast of characters. But, you know, one of the really, I moved here in 2013 and it almost makes me feel like I've been here forever because so many people have moved in in just the last few years. And most people have moved here. They've only known you as mayor. But kind of give us some feedback. What was Tommy Battle doing before he was mayor of Huntsville? Uh, Picture yourself. You know, you you moved here in 2013. uh, Go back about 33 years and move move into the city of Huntsville. I came up from Birmingham. And and, uh, I'll never forget, uh, it was around July 4th when when I was coming in. The very first thing we came in is there wasn't an I-565 at that point. You were coming in on Highway 20, and it was a windy, weavy little road, and you would come by Madison and stop at the one red light in Madison, and then you'd come on in. Hmm. And the first thing you saw when you came into town, when you started realizing maybe this is part of the city of Huntsville, is there was a, a kind of a let's say a go-go place on your right, a little bar. And then on your left was a hotel, which I would call a no-tail hotel. And, uh, you know, and, and you saw that and you said, wow, what is this about? And then you realized, well, this is a military town. Maybe this is just part of the military town. And, you know, and, and the, but then quickly you became, you, you got on into town and, and you saw the historic homes, which at that point were not being picked up as quickly as they are today. Uh, they were, you know, some people were working on them, but uh, the historic district, had just come into place a couple of years before. And so you saw some of the historic homes and you saw some of the values that were out there that people could buy a historic home and fix it up and um, and and make it into something that was just beautiful and part of history too. Uh, you came around the downtown uh, park and um, and it was a lot like it was today, like it is today. Uh, City Hall was about 17 years old at that point, and now it's 40, 50 years old. Um, but, you know, all that, you started looking at it, and it had good bones for what we wanted to do. But when you had to think about it, you know, the city of Huntsville is really three little cities. It's it's the downtown portion. It's the research park portion. It's the Redstone Arsenal portion. So, you know, not many places have those kind of um, that that much spread in in, um, in in their city. And so you look at it and you started thinking, wow, there's some neat things that could happen here. You know, obviously Redstone Arsenal is made for working and people will work there today and uh, 43,000 people work there and then they go home to their communities. Uh, Research Park, it, we've kind of integrated it into a live-work-play type place. Uh, but downtown had all the bones and all the pieces to make something really neat. And in 1980, when, when I first moved here, you know, um, I, I ran a, I, I owned a, a restaurant, which was a buffet restaurant, meat and tater type place. It closed at eight. And when it closed at eight, most of downtown closed at eight also. Uh, so the restaurant was downtown. Yeah. We, we were, uh, in the heart of Huntsville mall, oh, okay. uh, you know, or, or the, uh, the Huntsville hospital medical mall today. Oh, okay. 
uh, right on the corner of Memorial Drive, uh, Memorial Drive and Governors. And so it was it was amazing to be there and kind of watch what had happened, what happens with the city and where the growth of the city went. Back then, your nightlife was out on University Drive at Fog Cutters and Daryl's and some of the places out there. And uh, and then some of your nightlife was at maybe at Boots Restaurants, which was on uh, Memorial Parkway or over at the um, Elegant, the, uh, uh, the Greek restaurant, which was at the corner, uh, Caddy Corner across from our place. And you know, that, those were some of the limited places that you had to um, uh, to to go out and, and see people at night. Hmm. So a little bit of trip down memory lane. One of the yeah. parts of memory lane is before you were mayor, you served a term in city council. Mm-hmm. So tell us how serving on council helped you when you became mayor, going from the legislative to the executive. Yeah. You've seen both sides of the fence. You know, I did see both sides of the fence. And uh, I saw four years as a uh, city council per person and and when we were elected we were elected city at large uh okay. during during our term is when uh we turned to having districts uh, but being elected city at large i mean if any section of the city had a problem you all five went up there to try to solve those problems because you didn't want any any section of the city block voting against you or or, or saying that you you didn't care about their area and so it was it was an interesting um way of doing government we had a 32 million dollar budget back then today we have you know uh, in our general fund, about three hundred sixty million dollar budget. Uh, we were, you know, we would be uh, scrapping and fighting to spend six million dollars over a ballpark. And right when I came into council is when we uh, started Joe Davis Stadium and got finished with it in a year and had our first year of the stars there with Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire and a lot of really neat Those baseball players. Brothers, from weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> and and we didn't, you know, we didn't know how special they were. We yeah. didn't, you know, they just came through and they were part of the group that came through in Double A baseball, but. We had a great time watching double-A baseball, and that was the first time that Huntsville really had a gathering place, uh, was at the baseball stadium. So, you know, in, in the 80s, we were we were focused on some different things. We were focused on bringing in more jobs. We were focused on uh, building Research Park, and we just had Research Park East at that time. Later on, we added Research Park West. Um, so we were definitely a uh, medium-sized city, probably on the on the smaller side of most mid-tier cities. Um, today, I would say that we're on the upper side of the mid-tier cities, and uh, you know. But we started seeing things in the '80s and in the '84 through '88 period when I was on council that we that we really need to work on. People were talking about greenways back then. They were talking about parks. They talked about having a botanical garden. We didn't have a botanical garden at that point, and um, uh, the the founders of it uh, got sequestered off about uh, I want to say it was almost 30 40 acres and they wanted fifteen thousand dollars to put up a fence around it and we said oh man we're gonna have to see something if y'all if we spend fifteen thousand on a fence we're gonna have to see some see some progress out there and and you look at what it, what it is today um, you know five sixty five what would the city be good return be like without a five sixty five right? yeah <laughs> you know most most cities with botanical gardens they have that kind of facility and it's a country club for us it is a country club for everybody everybody can come out there and enjoy the gardens and you and rent it and and make it and use the facilities and um that's a neat thing about Huntsville you know uh you know everybody has a chance to use that that facility and and it's like a beautiful country club yeah so let's fast forward that's um I mean that's a lot of information I didn't know I'm sure a lot of people listening didn't know because I mean there's been such a so much information recently. Yeah. It's been so crazy that it kind of floods out some of that. But in 2013, 2012, 
um, city leaders, uh, business leaders, public, private, uh, decided let's stand up a new organization focusing mm -hmm. on downtown. Sure. What was happening then? I was in Montgomery at the time, and I was watching things up here. And so there's a yeah. lot of activity. But what was going on with the business community and the public community that said is we need to um, do this downtown thing, and we need to do it well. We we had been we had been hitting for for a long time at the idea that we needed more activity in downtown. Uh, Joe Davis is who was uh, the mayor. Uh, about four back, and he was a mayor while I was on council, he would say, we have a traffic problem downtown. And he says, I can lie down in the road, and nobody will run me over after <laughs> 5 o'clock, and that's a traffic problem. Uh, so, you know, we started in the 80s, started working on what we could do to enhance downtown and to add to the downtown area. I think we had... Uh, one restaurant downtown, Bubba's, uh, and and Is that the same Bubba that's a caterer now. Yeah, who's who's the caterer oh. now? He was one of the first restaurants downtown, and he had Bubba's, and and inside of Bubba's, he had Bubba's Sushi Bar, which you know uh, we, we kind of rolled our eyes and said, "I'm not sure I want Bubba's Sushi Bar." Uh, and a lot of us didn't know about much about sushi back then, but um, uh, you know we learned off of Bubba's. But you know that was the one restaurant in the downtown area, and you needed more synergy, and you needed more restaurants to provide provide a synergy that people would come down and if they didn't want to go to Bubba's they could go to the bottle or they could go to uh, you know uh, they could go to the curio or they could go to um, uh, you know over to Cotton Row or they could go to Commerce Kitchen you know we needed more synergy we needed yeah. more more place so downtown Huntsville Inc. became um, kind of the advocate for downtown uh, and it was it was done mainly on a volunteer and part-time basis uh, so in 2012 2013 um, you know, I think we had all been to a on a trip to Greenville, and the one thing we came back with out of the idea of Greenville was that we needed somebody who woke up each morning and went to bed each night thinking about what we can do in downtown, what kind of activities we can add, what kind of restaurants we can add, what kind of um, what 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 do we need to have to bring people down there to make them be, want to be part of that community and. Um, and and the, and that was um, that was the whole gist behind uh, downtown Huntsville Inc. When we started it, was that we needed to put a focus on the downtown area. We need to put a focus on the growth of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting because I hear a, even you know CEOs of companies in Research Park, which aren't obviously downtown, mm -hmm. but they talk about the importance of a strong downtown, even for things like recruiting yeah. employees. I mean, downtown is is the living room of your community, and it's where you want your employees to come and to have fun and to enjoy. But it's a reason that people want to be part of your community when they can go down and walk around Big Spring Park, and uh, you know, everybody has the memories of taking their children down or being taken down themselves to feed the ducks down in uh, down in Big Spring Park, or throw out fish food for the big old koi's in there and look at them. Um, you know, everybody has memories of those, and uh, that was part of your pull to make people want to be part of your community. But you needed more than that. Uh, you know, and I think we recognized in two, 2012, 2013, we started on Twickenham and we started on our first urban development and we weren't sure how it was going to go. Uh, but we knew that we had a Publix lined up and we had apartments lined up. Uh, we thought we pretty much had a hotel, but that was, uh, that was you know, that was confirmed a little bit later and we had an office building. And we had always, you know, we'd heard all the city planners coming in and the uh, people that we had brought in time after time again talking about that we need a place where you live, work, play, uh, where people would, would want to live, work, play, and be a part of your community. And so uh, we put together the deal 
on Twickenham, and uh, the city put the parking garage up, uh, and uh, the rest of the uh, there was one developer who put in the Publix and the office building and the hotel. Another developer put in the apartments, and uh, you know, and it was really kind of a public-private partnership. And the end result was that all of a sudden you started seeing people walking around those parks downtown, and you started seeing people go to the restaurants downtown and 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 walking down there, and you know. Just uh, Friday night, I mean, gosh, it was it was a madhouse downtown. There were people everywhere and walking everywhere. And I mean, and it was in a good way. They were all going somewhere, just enjoying being out and enjoying being part of a downtown area. And it's a big jump from where we were in 2010, 2012 to where we are today. Um, but but today we offer a quality of life. We offer um, an attraction where people come down and say, wow, this is a cool place. This is something I want to be a part of. And as they say I want to be a part of it, then we can attract them to be part of our workforce. And, you know, the best and brightest are sitting out there. They've all got um, – they've all got choices i mean they can go to east coast they can go to west coast they can go to austin texas they can go to nashville and we want to give them a reason to come to huntsville uh and you know how do we do it we do it through an active downtown we do it through parks greenways we do it through uh uh recreation but we also do it through music we do it through double a baseball we do it you know when you put it all together it makes a um it's a formula for success on how to grow a city and you know what's fascinating when, you, mm-hmm. when some people talk about Research Park or Gateway or South Huntsville, mm-hmm. sometimes they act as if it's miles and miles away when, in yeah. fact, I mean, you'll be in the heart of Research Park <laughs> less than five miles down Holmes Avenue, right? Oh, listen, yeah, uh, it used to be, um, and, and today it's a little bit uh, still the same. Uh, you know, if you lived uh, uh, over in the Blossomwood community, you'd say, well, I've got to go out to, you know, to Bridge Street. That's so far away. <laughs> It's six minutes. Come on, guys. Let's, let's let's put some reality to it. Six to seven minutes, you'll be sitting in Bridge Street. Um, but but that's that's the way our community grow, grew up. It was a small town atmosphere, yeah. especially when you got into into very South Huntsville or very North Huntsville, uh, and you started saying, "Well, let's let's go out to eat, and well, let's go, you know, let's let's go out on University Drive. University Drive. Oh, there's so much traffic out there, and you know, it'll take us ten minutes to get there." Uh, yeah, a lot of the the folks who have moved here since uh, since uh, those days uh, say ten minute drive. Holy moly, put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, they're used to having to travel an hour uh, or two hours to get to work and an hour, two hours to get back. Jeez. One of our best selling tools that we have is we talk about our average commute to work is 18 minutes. And I said, you know, if your round trip is 36 minutes and you're used to traveling two hours, an hour to work, hour back, said, what can you do with an extra hour, 24 minutes a day of your life? You know, just think about what you can do with an extra hour, 24 minutes a day of your life. And that was the best selling tool that we had as we started talking to people about um, moving to Huntsville and being part of Huntsville. And you know, one of the things that I love about our downtown is that, you know, a lot of downtowns have the really cool hipster type lofts and that's about the only option we have Mm -hmm. million dollar historic mansions. We have cool starter bungalows. It feels like there's a place to live for everyone in every stage of life in downtown Huntsville. And and there really is. I mean, uh, your, your apartments, um, uh, 
in my day, we would call these expensive apartments because we were used to spending three, four hundred dollars a month on an apartment. But now you're spending a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a month. But um, but you also have, you know, within two miles of you, you've got uh, housing that that is very affordable. You've got uh, people who have loft uh, um, loft apartments or lo- or garage apartments that you know uh, that they're leasing out in the five points area. That's where Henry lives. You know, and he's sitting out there and. Uh, garage apartment out there, which are very, very affordable. And most people are looking at all that kind of thing. It's working. Yeah. Henry, Henry being Henry Thornton, our uh, guest audience member today. So, yeah, Henry, so. thanks for joining us. Thank you for being <laughs> one of our two audience members. Yeah, that's right. It's a big crowd early on. Yeah. So, so uh, you mentioned Greenville. And I know you're someone who's uh, been well-traveled. What are some of the downtowns you've seen that you said, oh, there's some good things happening there that we might look to as – Places to learn from. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is what you learn you want to do, then what you learn you don't want to do. You know, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> uh, we were out in L.A. and we were, we were looking at the little scooters out there, electric scooters that were, were uh, everybody was, uh, all the young people were leasing. But then they just throw them down in front of somebody's doorway. You come out of the doorway, trip over electric scooter, and they were just, you know, they're kind of trashy all around. And we said, you know, we had been talking about that for a while and said, well, maybe that's something that we don't want to do. And then every city city official that we talked to who had gone into the electric scooter business said, nope, don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. That just, you know, it, it's, it runs over people who are walking on the sidewalks and it's, it's, it's not something you want to do. But then you go and look at another place where they're doing a bike share, and the bike share just works perfectly. I mean, it's it's really good. People aren't going so fast; they run over people. They're you know uh, they they can ride in the streets, and the good thing is our downtown isn't so. Um, there's not so many people riding in downtown on the streets that you have to worry about um, about running over people on on bikes. So, you know, we've seen things in other cities that we want to emulate. Greenville. What a great downtown. But the Greenville area, the downtown, was when we were there, it was about two blocks wide and 12 blocks long. Uh, and, and they told us, they said, now, when you do your, do your downtown and you start having people living in the downtown area, first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take care of your garbage trucks because your garbage trucks want to go and they want to um, dump the garbage at four in the morning. And everybody who's living there all of a sudden hears garbage dumping at four in the morning and they're waking up and then they'll call you and complain. Uh, they said you're going to have to probably put in a noise ordinance and um, and you're going to have to go through some of this because everybody who seems to want to come out of a, a bar at two in the morning, um, they more than likely had a drink or two. But for some reason, they all want to go woohoo and real loud <laughs> or they want to jump in their truck, which doesn't have mufflers and start it up and they'll wake up people at two in the morning. So they said there's some adjustment to go through in that. And and the Greenville people were exactly right. I mean, uh, you could have you could have listed everything they told us and they went one, two, three, four, five, boom, they all all happened. So we had um, we we had some good learning lessons off uh, off of what some other people had already learned, and we we got to try to get ahead of those problems as as we went through or, or ahead of the challenges. And and then we saw some neat things, you know, what what it does to 
you know, you don't want just one restaurant downtown. You want a dozen restaurants downtown because the synergy uh, brings people in. Uh, we went to see communities where they had used food trucks, and um, you've been especially successful in using food trucks. And they'd bring in the food trucks, and, and some of the communities said, well, you know, our restaurant said we don't want food <laughs> trucks to compete with. Well, the first time we did food trucks and our restaurants were so over <laughs> overwhelmed by the people who turned who showed up out there and ended up at the restaurants and couldn't be served at the restaurants because they weren't expecting a big uh, big volume. They said, bring on the food trucks. That's and, right. <laughs> and it just made a difference. But all of them are learning lessons that you can learn. And, uh, you know, and the most important thing was learning about uh, the live-work-play aspects of the urban living. Um, you know, we now have one, two, three, four five, six, we're going to have seven different urban developments in the downtown area, and, and we could do more. Uh, you know, our, our uh, apartment study shows that we could go up to 7,000 apartments okay. in the downtown. And, you know, you go up to Nashville, and you look up at Nashville, and you look at all the people who are living downtown there, and that's just, you know, every person who lives downtown can walk to work, and that's one less car that's on your uh, freeways and highways trying to get into work each day and get back home. So you see the value for having uh, people living uh, close to where they work. And, you know, we've got 7,000 people working at Huntsville Hospital right now. So yeah. if those people are living close and can walk to work or ride a bike to work or, to, or do a very small commute to work and not get on uh, our major corridors, the governors, the Memorial Parkways, the I-565s, et cetera, if we can do that, then all of a sudden we've um, we've we've made our highways and byways uh, take a lot more traffic in, and you know, and people will have uh, less of a commute time and everything. Yeah, I mean, you you see it, people living in Artisan at Twickenham Square or in the medical district, walking across Governors or in the Skyways. I mean, those mm -hmm. those folks don't need a parking space at Huntsville Hospital because they're walking to work. Yeah, and a parking space costs you you know twenty five thousand know, twenty eight thousand dollars each right now. So you go to these different cities, and they almost always have something iconic they're known for. And one of the things that people, we're used to it probably now, but um, people ask about all the time when they first visit is, what's the deal with the purple Solo Cups? <laughs> and I said, it's a purple cup. Yeah. And so so walk us through how yeah. that got started, because um, that was pretty, it's pretty innovative now, but it's especially innovative about, what, 10 years ago now yeah. when it first got started? Two, 2010, uh, we started talking about entertainment districts, and that we needed entertainment districts downtown. Everybody said, what's an entertainment district? And I said, it's just simply, you know, the idea that you're going to have buskers out there playing and you're going to have people outside and people want to walk in your streets. And while they're walking, they might want to take a, uh, they might want to take a drink with them, a beer with them. They might, might want to take a glass of wine with them. And, and immediately, you know, the, the attorneys, um, and the, the attorneys are, uh, in, in every place, uh, the attorneys are called the people who make dreams die. You know, we, we had dreams of people walking around, having a drink, being able to see all this. And they said, oh, no, you can't do that because ABC law won't let you do it. So uh, we, we said, well, what if we change the law so that we could, you know, do that in the downtown area? And maybe, you know, put, let's put some rules to it so that we use some common sense and we put some rules to it and uh, provided that, you know, if you had a purple cup, you can walk up and down and you can drink beer or you can drink wine there. And, you know, when it first started off, we were all watching it because we wanted to see it. We started off very limited on it. Uh, we wanted to make sure we were doing the right thing. And so we started off very limited. I was walking downtown, and um, two, uh, two of the millennials were walking right in front of me, uh, young ladies, and they were talking. They said, 
this is so cool. We can mm-hmm. sit here and we can drink a beer as we walk around downtown. And But I noticed they didn't even have a purple cup in their hand. Uh-huh. They just thought the idea was cool. <laughs> they, they didn't even, you know, they weren't even trying it out. And um, that was one of the special things, I think, about our downtown areas is that, um, you know, we, we took on some challenges and we came in, we made sure that we didn't um, – uh, that that we started off limited and then we then we spread it out, uh, but we wanted to do it in such a manner that um, that as you added things to the downtown, that it was was that it was kind of special and it made downtown a special place. Uh, Friday night we were downtown and as we were walking around. Uh, there, there were a good many purple cups out, but that was probably only five percent of the whole population that was walking around. Uh, and you know, and and the rules are such that you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna imbibe enough to to cause a problem because you got to buy it at a store at a store and you got to drink it by the time you get to the next one. So uh, they're they're going to be very very careful with it, and and it's worked out to be very innovative for downtown. And we've been in close common uh, conversations with HPD, and they've. Said, you know, we've not seen an uptick at all in you know public intoxications exactly. or things that you might think you might see. And and you know the the great thing is that um, you know they they have bike patrol downtown and they have you know uh, we we have of course car patrol and then we have some officers who 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 will get out and and walk around to the downtown area. All that is important because public safety is key. If you're not if you don't feel safe in a place, you're not going to go to it. And um, obviously. The population in Huntsville feels very safe with that. And, you know, uh, last point on that is one of the things is sometimes the unexpected benefits that Good Vision has is I remember when the pandemic first shut down things, there were quite a few restaurants and breweries that had beer on tap that they couldn't do anything with because you couldn't come inside. But because of this purple cup, they were at least able, because people are still allowed to walk around outside, still able to at least not lose that investment in the tank, have the patio business that would yeah. come in at least uh, at least be able to do something. Um, you know, the pandemic was oh gosh, um, don't want to see another one of those. But you know, it was a learning case for every restaurant was very innovative. They decide they found a way to to get through it. Um, you know, our, our workforce found a way to get through it. You know, we put fiber to the home in 2014 and finished up in 2017 or 18. And um, because we had fiber to the home, people could work from home and, and still do their work, still get a paycheck, and our economy rolled on. So, you know, it, there were some real learning lessons out of the pandemic that um, um, we didn't know we were, we were uh, setting ourselves up for, but, but we, we, we preset some, uh, some cursors in place that made it work very, very well to get through. So we've got a couple more questions here, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, okay. This has been fun. This, I've, I've learned a lot. <laughs> Myself. So um, let's kind of take it from the historical and the big picture down to the personal. You mentioned being out on Friday night. If, if you were going to go out, whether it's with your grandkiddo or friends or whoever, like what would a really great downtown day be for Tommy Battle? Oh, you know, uh, one of the great days, and, and most of the time these are in the fall and the spring because uh, you know, when you can go out early and they have the food trucks out there and you can go get breakfast there and then ride your bikes in the downtown area, uh, and, and then go, go down around the park. You know, those, those are the kind of days that are magical that you remember, uh, taking, uh, taking your grandkids to the park and feeding the fish, feeding the ducks. Those are something you always remember, you know, and they'll remember it. They'll, they'll say something about it. 
But um, and then the nighttime choices, being able to walk around downtown at night and uh, go to a restaurant, go to a show, um, maybe uh, even go to a speakeasy afterwards or go to a rooftop bar afterwards. You know, those kind of things that we didn't have in the 1980s. Boy, it adds to a quality of life. It adds to you being able to um, have a downtown that is is your living room and that you can enjoy it and it's very comfortable living room for you yeah i remember um Mm -hmm. as the pandemic was still going on in october one of my favorite memories involved you and uh, i think drew and lauren the and your kiddos were there we're the witches ride remember that they were driving and there wasn't anything going on Mm -hmm. parades had been canceled races and here we have this you know, probably a hundred yeah. local moms dressed up on bicycles throwing candy. Ragtag volunteer group of local moms who were all dressed up like witches coming through. Yes. And all the kids thought it was the greatest thing in the world. You know, and, and that's innovation. Uh, you know, as you start talking about innovation is what makes your, your community go. Innovation made us go to the moon. Innovation in our downtown area has made our downtown a success. You know, having food trucks down there, and that's a that's a credit to you and to DHI because uh, we didn't have uh, have food trucks before DHI got very active in the downtown area. And those food trucks uh, all of a sudden, you know, just, you know, add that to an art walk and you've got a busy, busy downtown that evening. Um, but it, but it, but it just sells people on the area. So last question, we'll go to this uh, real quick wrap up five years from now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the growth is exciting, but also needs to be managed. You know, what mm-hmm. are, what is your vision for what a great downtown Huntsville would look like in five years? You know, five years from now, sometimes I want to jump ahead five years and think about where and and see what we've actually accomplished. You know, uh, five years from now, uh, the Curio is is operating full speed. We have a second uh, upper upper tier re- uh, hotel with restaurants, the Autograph. We uh, we have finished up uh, the AC Marriott area and the uh, city center area um we will be finished and have apartments and retail happening over on constellation we will have um you know hopefully apartments retail sitting at the coca site along with a, a convention hotel and uh, you know and then the height place uh, uh is is built and over in what we all call the old heritage hub parking lot right. uh, that, that ages <laughs> us pretty well because nobody else remembers the heritage club but uh, you know it, all those things happen and then what else happens uh city hall is being rebuilt and city hall is going to be coming where the parking garage is right across the street for two years we're going to have uh, you know we're going to have to fight parking we'll have to figure it out but we will figure it out but city hall will come there and parking garage will come up you know our original idea there was to do some multifamily and some uh, uh retail and and then do a hotel in that area but you know, um, we've been looking at lately because of all the numbers of people downtown. It may be that as our activity and our and everything happens downtown, that we need to grow our parks downtown too. Um, so do do we? You know, part of our 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 uh, plan over the next three to four years is to evaluate that out and decide what's the best thing for downtown. If is it more having more park area and having them uh, taking where the old city hall is and making it you know expanding it into Big Spring Park East and then having Church Street come up where you can go under Church Street to go to Big Spring Park West and have a, continu- uh, a continuity there. 
all that is going to going to come into play. And you know, we've got some great bones. Great things have happened now, and you know, over the next five years, what we t- what we do will set us up for the next twenty years. And I tell people, I said, you know, economy wise, we're taking care of for the next eight to ten years because of what we've done with advanced manufacturing and some of the other things. But what we do these next three to four years will set us up for the next twenty years. And if we do the right things in the downtown area. Uh, we're going to see a downtown that is um, uh, th- that is charging ahead and that uh, nobody can compete with. Yeah. Now we've early on we said we'd like to not necessarily be the largest downtown, but one of the most interesting and nicest downtowns. Yeah, we want to be the best. Uh, you know, and that's the key to it. You you don't want to be the being the biggest uh, doesn't mean anything, uh, but being the best means an awful lot. Yeah. And if we, you know, if we continue to do what we're doing and we we do it right, um, we'll see in in uh, in ten years we'll be able to turn around and look and say, wow, this this place is is dynamite. And you know, and and as we do that, we're going to have to grow a lot of infrastructure along with it because that's going to mean growth in both our employment and in our residential housing and our commercial house uh, commercial offices. It's going to mean that we're going to have growth, and so we're going to have to grow infrastructure just as fast. As we grow, um, grow our population. Well, thank you for your leadership, for your team's leadership. We're going to have some of them on down the road. It's Good. just been, um, it just is one of my favorite parts about Huntsville is people really collaborate well together. Yeah. We've got a good team. I mean, you put across the board, you look at the team, and, you know, of course, you're part of the team, the Huntsville Utilities part of the team, Chamber of Commerce part of the team, Huntsville Hospital is part of the team. Uh, Allison Dillon Jockin with Arts Huntsville is part of the team, you know, and, and you don't want to name anybody because you leave somebody yeah, out. This goes it's, on. <laughs> it's a huge team that pulls together and collaborates together. That's what makes Huntsville special. I mean, other cities I've been in, I've seen where they cannot get together, they can't come together, and and they they, you know, they can't get one good game plan and move move along with that game plan. That's the key to Huntsville is that the collaboration that everybody in leadership roles does across the board. That's that's special, and that that makes a special place. We're going to wrap it up with a segment we're going to have each podcast. We're going to call it our favorite five. These right. are five quick questions designed to be answered in just one word. You know, you can explain, but you don't have to. Oh, no. Do a little research. Usually go onto Wikipedia and find out people's hobbies and things like that. So, can we call a friend if we get in trouble? Uh, I, I think this one, I think you have it handled, Mr. Mayor. Okay. I think you have this. So, uh, number one, uh, steak or seafood? Oh, uh, seafood. Number two, beach trip or lake trip? <sighs> Uh, lake. Lake, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, number three, this this could be controversial. Bear Bryant or Nick Saban? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to go with the bear. I mean, we, we grew up with him. He He's um, um, got to go with the bear. All right. And uh, last two, uh, Pinot Noir or Cabernet Sauvignon? Oh, lately I have liked Pinots, but I think it's because it's summer. But cab uh, cabs are um, uh, cabs are made for uh, for winter time. And last on along those lines, if you had one choice, Sonoma or Napa? Ooh, Sonoma's beautiful farm country, but Napa is one winery after the other, after the other, after the other, and um, it, it's it's a great. It's just a farming community that found a good crop, and they found out that grapes were a good crop, and, and it's still a farming community. It's a neat place to see. 
All right. Well, you can't go wrong with any of these answers, but thank you, Mayor Battle, for all you do. Thank you for joining us. You were our crash test dummy on the first ever podcast, and we all survived. Mayors always make good dummies. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the first episode of the Downtown Explorer podcast.